Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Scepter Brewing Arts. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Trevor Jones, the brewmaster for Scepter Brewing Arts. We're going to talk about their first year, craft malt certifications, wild lager yeast. That's right, wild lager yeast. And hey, the 4th of July, it's here already. So, uh, Trevor, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. America, happy birthday, America. Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday, it's a America. Good one. We, it's we a still good have one. some freedom, y'all. We do. Right. A bit. Let's we're working it. on Just it, man. Just a touch. <laughs> and we're working on to make our freedom even better. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. Every, you know, Brian and I used to get together, Trevor, every year at his house for 4th of July because uh, Brian's right across from a big mall in Atlanta, Lenox Mall. Mm-hmm. And they used to do a really nice uh, fireworks display. They and, did. You know, from Brian's uh, Sky High uh, condo there, you could get got a great view but they uh they quit a couple they, years they ago. did i'm so sad about that oh yeah, yeah. but every now and then they they'll, they'll kick one off i think like thanksgiving they still might do one it just no randomly. not on the fourth but let's yeah. do it for thanksgiving, well, thanksgiving huh? i'm like what but uh yeah anyway it's keeping you guessing it's sad because i really enjoyed that i really it liked was nice. seeing it from there yeah fire up the grill Watch yep. the fireworks from the comfort of an air-conditioned house. That's yeah, right. That's really nice. That's hard my, to beat. My dogs know. hate it, though, so I always try to get out yeah. of town. I'll take my dogs up to the yeah. camping somewhere, and we'll just go hang out in the middle of nowhere. It's awesome. My dog is 17 and right on the verge of totally deaf now. So oh, it wouldn't know, matter. she hated them when she could hear, but now she's like, whatever. Man, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, you're here. This is great. I That's like it. You. Yeah, we're hanging out. Everything's fine. Right yeah. now yeah. she can nap on a running vacuum. She's cool. Yeah, no problem at all. Bothered by no it. No problem yeah. at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Trevor, how's your week been, man? How's thing going for you? Pretty good, man. Super busy. We just opened up patio a couple weeks ago, so uh, doing a lot of work outside. And okay. Trying to get all that situated so we got more space for everybody to hang out. Now, are you still totally closed inside? Yeah, we're not letting anybody in, but okay. uh, we do have bathrooms inside, so if you got to go okay. in, gotcha. it's just one way in, one way out, but we've got yeah. a pretty nice big patio. You do, yes. It's a very nice patio there. Very nice. Very colorful, as I recall. It's it is. Out. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. bright and sunshiny. Brian, how about you, man? How was your week? Uh, it was. It was pretty eventful. Um, one of my uh, favorite nearby to me places to go hang out, drink some locally made beer, and eat some nice food. Hopsticks reopened this week, and hopefully they stay open for a while. And I went over there and had a bunch of ramen and local mushroom rabata, and I had their uh, their kung fu hops and their super dry rice lager. So I was quite excited about that. It's been months since I'd been there. They've been right. closed the entire time. I think they were to go, maybe. 
And I also got into some drink your cellar, hashtag drink your cellar picks. Of course you did. I, di- I di- drank a Red Brick 20th anniversary ale, which I think is six years old at this point in time. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Held yeah. up really well. And I also drank a Heavy Seas Below Decks Cabernet barrel aged uh, barley wine from 2012. I love red wine barrel aged beers. I do too. And that held up yes. really well as well. So. Was it 903 Brewers that we got that? Cabernet Barrel style. I think that's right. I think that beer actually prompted us to get them on the show. Like, uh, yes, we drank that. Oh, it this. went after yeah. them, yes. That was good, yeah. Well, How Brian, about you? Good week, man. You know, fairly easy going. Things are still, you know, some things are trickling open here, so we're doing what we can. We went out to a Reformation Brewery, which their their home is is in my hometown, Woodstock, Georgia. and uh, But they opened a couple new locations, actually, and one is in Smyrna, Georgia. We went and checked it out, a little satellite brewery there. And uh, a cool little spot, you know, smaller spot there, uh, but had a good time. Check that out. Also went where our studio is. Those that have been listening for a while, we're actually inside of uh, Ironmonger Brewing here in Marietta. And in this complex now, it's a full alcoholic entertainment complex. It is. Viking Alchemist Meadery just recently opened a tap room here. So we stopped by and saw our friends at Viking Alchemist, and uh, we checked it out. You know, we we sipped some meads. Some blueberry ones, heavily blueberry ones. Very Very much a fan of that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But, you know, along the lines, Ryan, uh, talking about going to Reformation, this, that inspired our Instagram poll for this week, our, Ah. our trip to Reformation. So... Trevor, I'm going to ask your opinion on this. Our Instagram poll was, do you like live music when you visit a brewery? What's your opinion on that? I do. I do like live music. Okay. It's got to be the right environment, though. You uh, know, yeah. if you just kind of throw somebody in the middle of the tap room, that can be a little bit uh, too much because it's just like everything packed in in the same space. Yeah. But if you've yeah. got a place for it, yeah, definitely. Okay. I hear you. I get that. Brian, what's your, what's your opinion on music in, in your brewery? I don't mind live music as long as the sound is right. A lot of times I go to a place and you are completely drowned out and your ears bleed after you're listening <laughs> to live music. And sometimes those covers aren't that good. So they're a little too loud and they're not good enough to be that loud. So, I mean, with all apologies to any musician. Okay, that might be well, listening. so here's yes. the thing, Brian. You, you add the, added the caveat that if it's right, the volume's right and all yeah. that. I don't know that I, when you put someone live out, they don't set their volume to medium. They, do yeah, not. they don't true. set it to low. <laughs> like live musicians just don't do that. It's not going to happen. Uh, I, I'm i going to stand firm on I am opposed to it. I'm not a fan <laughs> of music at breweries because when I go to breweries, I normally go to hang out and talk with friends. Sure. So that's the thing that gets me is because it's always out just like the coffee house. You know, the coffee house singers, they're, they're loud. And usually for coffee or beer or something like that, it's usually a social thing for me. So I'm going to hang out and do that. So I am not. But – the masses, Brian. What do the masses say about this? <laughs> so in our Instagram poll, do you like live music when you visit a brewery? 64% of people said, yes, they do. So that's it. So about two-thirds, which still a third of people is still a decent chunk that that are on my team here. I'm guessing that volume has something to do with it because I yeah. don't mind. In some cases, I've really enjoyed live music, but the sound is so important. I enjoy that. live yeah. music when I'm going for for the music. Like that yeah. has to be my goal. If I'm going out to have a beer or going out to have a cup of coffee, I probably want things at a volume that I can have a conversation. Now, to be fair, I know you also do not like it when radio stations or XM stations play play live, live music live versions. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah give me that studio. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> he wants a studio. Cap. Give me that cooked up <laughs> studio <laughs> stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Some of the best 
albums are a total live album. I know that. You know, I had a friend that used to his. He loved to get DVDs of concerts, and he just keep them in rotation. He had uh, back when DVD changers, like a six disc changer, was a cool thing. He just loaded up with different concert DVDs, like on a Saturday, and he'd hang out drinking all day, letting concerts rotate. And not my thing. But, doesn't, you know, so be it. Doesn't sound bad, Tim. I think we have to get into the beers of the week now. All right, Brian. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. As always, we have a great selection of beers to drink. We uh, pre-gamed with the Brian one you mentioned, the Hopstick Super Dry, the Japanese rice lager. That was really good. La Cumbre's box showed up, Brian. It did. We got uh, we got. <laughs> P.S. at first, but we got it, we found it, and we drank their Zuzak's Kolsch. So we talked to them last week. If you missed that show, check it out. We also have a lot of nice beers from Scepter Brewing. We'll talk about more of them as we get into the show, but we're currently drinking their Thrash Can Lager, and we're also going to get into a beer that uh, just released, the Scepter Pipeline Agave Lime Sour. So it should be some good drinking. Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Well, you know, Tim, I enjoy a study that extols the virtue of drinking beer. According to a new study, a drink a day may improve brain function, according to the medical journal JAMA. I forgot to look up what that is, but they're, they're very official anyway. The link between <laughs> moderate consumption of alcohol and improved cognitive function is there, and they specifically found this to be true in middle-aged and older adults, which is also good for me. It's good and for I'm very you, happy absolutely. About this. <laughs> yeah. So the study included uh, nearly 20,000 adults, average age of 61.8, a little higher than me, thank goodness. Just a little bit. And it followed these people for 12 whole years. The, the key to... This thing, of course, is moderate consumption of alcohol, which means 15 or fewer drinks for men a week or a day. I don't know which. Either way, or eight eight or fewer drinks for women in a week's time. So the study also found that binge drinking does not help uh, cognitive health. It actually goes back down from the uh, I could see yeah. that Brian that that makes sense that it does not that binging does not benefit so but you know 15 beers a week that's still a couple a day that that's yeah, pretty generous it's not bad I mean if that's considered yeah. moderate I'm, I'm on board with that yeah absolutely you're listening to the beer guys radio show we do need to take a break but we'll be back very soon with more from scepter brewing arts You know we love good beer, and Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stands shoulder to shoulder with their boozy brethren. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime. Athletic's got new brews like Cerveza Atletica just in time for summer. Check out the full selection at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BG25 for 25% off your first order, and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Hey, 
the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I believe you have my stapler. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to our top talk with Scepter Brewing Arts. Trevor, sir, how are you? Doing well. Good, Doing well. man. We've had a beer. We've had a we beer. Have. We're into another beer now. Oh, yeah. So. Doubling down. Trevor, we have just opened up your pipeline. Can you oh, yeah. tell us about this beer? Sure, man. Uh, I kind of come from a more of a cocktail background uh, before I started brewing. I'm obsessed with margaritas, and I really love mezcal. This is kind of a little beer version of a mezcal margarita. Okay. Uh, so it's got a little bit of smoked pecan wood malt, but it's just a hint, and it's got a really nice wheat, uh, half wheat, half pilsner, kind of grain bill, um, and some fresh lime zest. And agave to sweeten it up a little bit. It's quite limey. It's it's unique. It's got a unique character to it. I think I get the little hint of like a wisp of smokiness there. This, so. yeah, a little bit of of that. Uh, yes, like a lot of times a I think of a little bit of yes, a little bit of yes, a little bit of yes. The mezcal uh, frequently has either smoke or like tobacco notes to it, and hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm filling in the blanks with that. But yes, I get I get where you're going with that. But no actual mezcal in that of any yep. kind. All right, no. I guess that's that's just agave, really. So it, it does have agave in it. So it does. Know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it works out. Close, Brian. It works out, Tim. (laughs) I forgot mezcal is just the the fruit of agave. What is the difference in mezcal and tequila? Tequila is mezcal. Okay. But not all mezcal is tequila. Ah, one of those. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So It's like parallelograms or something like that. uh, Squares and rectangles. Okay. Something like that. I did used to drink uh, mezcal. Monte Alban. I think it's a mezcal. I think that's a, a cheap version. I think that's yeah, the, the gutter cheap. version of yeah. that stuff. That I, was back in the day. Wait, does it have that a scorpion the at the bottom? <laughs> no, no. It, had, it did have the worm. I remember we bought it because it was the cheapest one that had a worm in it. Oh, and right, right, right. When you're 21, that's the main goal. So. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. My wife no. and I uh, spent our honeymoon in um, Tulum, Mexico, Okay. on the Yucatan, and every bar had like a little decanter at the end of the bar, and they would just pour you off a little mezcal that's like their house little like hey their house welcome to the bar all right you're like cool i went to san diego probably a decade ago now it's a long time ago but uh went down to uh tijuana for a day oh yeah and i stopped at a restaurant to get some tacos and a margarita and the guy says do you want to add a shot of tequila for a dollar and I said, what kind of tequila is it? And he goes, who cares? It's a dollar. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You make a good That's point. That's a solid argument, That's man. classic, That's TJ. Argument. That's classic. Good stuff, man. Well, Trevor, Scepter Brewing Arts, you guys are just over a year old now. and uh, Can't believe it. You were lucky enough to celebrate your year anniversary during a uh, global pandemic. <laughs> so that's been fun. And you mentioned oh, yeah. you mentioned earlier, you said your patio is open right now. Yeah, it but is. But not inside. Have you got plans yet to open inside? No. I don't think you can plan for anything right now. Okay. Just let's see, let's see how this goes, huh? Yeah. Okay. I think everybody likes to think that they can, you know, foresee some kind of change in the world. But, you know, you just kind of have to react at this moment because there's so much going on. It's just you can't. You can't plan. I had a chat with a buddy the other day, and we were just like, "It's everything's crazy. We're just trying to take it day by day right now. Totally. Do the best you can. Just roll with it. See what see yeah. what happens and hope for the best. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Absolutely. It helps to drink about it. 
So it does. Let's drink let's about it. Let's drink about it. So I guess that answers whether or not you have any celebration plans coming up. Uh, any special beers for at all for that that's going to be released maybe to go or anything like that? Yeah. So we're working on some sour barrels. If you've been inside our tap room in the past, you will notice that the barrels are above a lot of seating. So most of you have seen them. We have some wild ale aging in those that has been aging for a year now. So several of those barrels barrels are really, really good. So uh, we'll actually be doing um, a blend of some and adding some local strawberries. Oh, nice. And then we'll do one barrel just on its own as a single barrel feature. You know, if you're not using the interior space, that you could really expand your barrel program a lot because there's a lot of space in there. I'm like, you know, it just let it age for however long it ages. It's basically a storage room right now. Right now, yeah. <laughs> You're like, forget it. We're a patio and a barrel house. That's yeah. right. That's patio right. barrel house. Yes. Right. Now, Trevor, your background before uh, Scepter Brewing Arts, you know, Scepter's got an interesting history. Uh, the, the brewery itself. So it opened, I guess, a couple years ago now, two, three years ago as Oak Brew Pub. And they were open a very short time and closed. And then they reopened and then they closed again. And during that second closure is when, uh, if you've been to Atlanta or you're in Atlanta, Argosy is a really popular beer bar here. But the owners of Argosy purchased it to open Scepter. And so, and I really am not 100% sure exactly what happened with Oak, but you guys went in there. And uh, one thing that uh, I remember we talked about back when you were first opening that was unique for you is normally when you go in and you open a new brewery, you get to pick out your brewing equipment. But this was, you you were set and ready to go. Was that good or, or bad, a little of both? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the Oak's downfalls was that they kind of overdid their brew house. It's got a lot of bells and whistles that I probably wouldn't have picked out just for pricing, honestly. But now I get to take advantage of that. So it's pretty nice. Okay. So it did work out it's to your there, so oh, it worked yeah. out, yeah. huh? Yeah. We did have to, you know, finish up some projects that they didn't finish themselves, which was a lot of headache and um it's kinda hard when you're not there for the design to finish the projects that weren't done. Right. But yeah. we figured it out and uh it's actually become probably my favorite place I've brewed. Okay. You go in there, it's your brew house, you learn it, you work together, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, your background, you've been in brewing for a little while, but you have, you were actually in the arts oh, yeah. prior to this, right? A fairly decently long career in in arts administration, correct? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Why the jump to uh, to brewing? Well, really, I don't like the nonprofit world so much okay. as far as like a vocation because, uh it's great to go to a show or um, you know be involved with art projects, but being like in it all the time, it's that's a lot of work and it's a lot of grant writing and it's a lot of talking to people with money and convincing them that your project is worth their money. I think that the creativity of brewing lets me celebrate art in that way, sure. and I kind of dabbled in some uh, art collectives and they were very very open kind of like you know whatever you do is your art kind of thing and i think beer is just my art i just figured it out you know so it's I, a pretty good medium we're fans yes <laughs> we like we are art appreciated manages the art of yeast basically well and ingredients too so totally yeah. yeah i mean sourcing and you know process and cleaning and i mean and there's an art to all of it absolutely that's it's part art part science part 
voodoo magic part maintenance yeah a little bit of all of that yeah. in there absolutely <laughs> now you guys have some really cool uh, murals at scepter did you do you have any involvement with those oh yeah so i actually uh with my two friends edgar and adam we did the super colorful mural that's on the corrugated walk-in where our taps are right now i designed the the kind of basic idea and then they helped me kind of make it happen and for those who haven't seen it what's that mural so it's kind of just like geometric shapes that kind of jut into each other and it's uh five colors that are like red purple orange yellow blue and it's just all kind of like a geometric sunburst basically it, it contributes a great deal of brightness it does it. Oh, totally. It opens up the color of the space there, which people will never see now because it's in the barrel house. This is actually where the taps are outside, so you'll definitely the outside see it. That's taps. what I was oh, thinking okay. he was saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because so that, that's been featured prominently you on know the social what? media. That, okay, I was thinking inside, and I'm like, I, how did I miss that? Because that doesn't <laughs> yes, yeah. sound... Yes, the patio. Okay. Definitely not behind the bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In, the barrel, I, I, in the barrel I'm room. I'm in it there now. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I got it. So, you know what? You spent a fair amount of time brewing prior to this. You were with uh, Orpheus and Red Brick both, right? Oh, yeah. So I spent about three years at Orpheus, and I think I still have barrels over there with my name on it. <laughs> That's handy. Um, Just in case, go in and call the card, right? Well, he let me pick two when we opened to do a little collab, which is pretty okay. awesome. But then uh, before that, actually, my wife got me um, my first brewing job at Red Brick. She knew some people in the tap room. That's pretty cool. Well, guys, we have to take a break here. We're going to be back very soon with more from Scepter Brewing Arts. Are you really doing Facebook right? I'm Aaron Williams, and here's your Marketing Minute. Facebook is a fantastic place to communicate with your fans. I'm sure you're using it to let people know about your specials, new beers, events. In other words, you're talking at your audience. Instead, try talking with your audience. Start conversations, ask questions, and show your fans what's going on behind the scenes. You'll make more of them, I promise. For more marketing tips and tricks, head to crafted-consulting.com slash radio. It's time to take your snack back with bold flavors that complement your latest brew. Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds will do just that with flavors like Korean Kimchi Barbecue, Honey Chipotle, Cilantro Lime, and more. Munch on these beer-friendly bacon bites right out of the bag or crush them in your favorite recipes as a substitute for breading. Find your next bag at Kroger or go to southernrecipesmallbatch.com for recipes and a buy two, get one coupon. That's southernrecipesmallbatch.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram i didn't enjoy it at all now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to our newest radio affiliate wmay 970 am and 94.7 fm in springfield illinois catch beer guys radio on wmay every saturday at 2 p.m local time now let's get back to our conversation with scepter brewing arts you know, Trevor, the state of Illinois has been pretty good to Beer Guys Radio. We, it has. We've got uh, three affiliates. I think now. it's three yeah, now. We got yeah. three, three markets there in Illinois. I think they were rivaling. Uh, I think Washington for a while. Washington, we had three, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aren't they home so. of uh, Scratch Brewing? 
Is that in Illinois? I think. I'm almost sure that is correct, yes. I'm yeah. definitely a, a fan of what they've done. Okay. They sure. do a lot of, like, crazy farmhouse and that, right? That's oh, what yeah. I thought. Yeah, I think that's Illinois. They I should drop so. us a line and get on the show then. That's do what what's I think, up. Yeah. Say what's up. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Trevor, 4th of July, man. 4th of July. It's a great beer time. Man. Oh, yeah. Backyard. So if you're in the backyard, mm-hmm. you're firing up the grill and mm-hmm. you've got a cooler there. Mm-hmm. What's on your grill? What's in your cooler? What's on my grill is definitely going to be some shrimp skewers. Cool. Yes. Definitely, because I'm from Georgia, and Georgia shrimp is fantastic. And the cooler, I definitely start with something light and something sour and something hoppy. Light, sour, and is that three, three different options. beers? Yeah, That's yeah, three yeah. different beers. Oh, yeah. I got to okay. have variety. Okay. All For right. Sure. See, he's cheating. Yeah, he is <laughs> cheating. cheating. He's giving that. So which beer goes the best with the shrimp, though? Which, oh, man, that is a loaded question. See, right? <laughs> the trick questions there, man. Loaded with shrimp, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Well, Actually, we'll you know what? S- I would say a gozo would go best with shrimp because of that saltiness. You get some of the brininess of the sea. Yeah. That's just a perfect match right there. Okay. Maybe do some complimentary, maybe a little lime marinade on the lime shrimp. Chili. Some lime and chili. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mezcal. With a, uh, with a little lime wire, it's and you're right. good to go, right, man? <laughs> Absolutely. Good stuff. Brian, how about you, man? What are you queuing up and what are you drinking? You know, I think because of my fascination right now with fermenting vegetables, I would ha- I'd have to have some sort of a uh, a sausage and uh, or hot dog or okay, whatever. Sure. Put some sauerkraut on that, put some uh, some mustard on that. And I think that just with that, I'd, I'm probably going to go I'm going to go IPA. I might start off crispy, but okay. I'm definitely going to wind up IPA before too long. This okay. is my default. I'm always going to wind up All IPA right. eventually. Got you, man. Yeah. Okay. How well, about you, Tim? Brian, when it comes to 4th of July, man, I really, I'm classic, man. I want burgers and dogs. Give me that. Maybe some brats, you know, something like that. Uh, but that's it, man. I just enjoy the good old Americana. I have a friend from South Africa, and I think in South Africa they call it a braai. I think, you know, that is that. And they've got, you know, these nice sausages and meats and that. And it was actually po- poking fun at our burgers and dogs. No hate, man. I like <laughs> a good cheeseburger off the grill, some hot dogs, you know, maybe a sausage. But, Brian, if I'm backyard barbecue and it's 4th of July, it's hot, I'm hanging outside and that, I'm going crispy, boys, man. I'm going to have me a nice yeah. lager there. You know, I like uh, Creatures Classic City Lager is a go-to. Bebo Pilsner. And if I can get enough of it, Halfway Crooks Ada. Has really oh, been I forgot jam, about that. Man. Oh, can so. I change my answer to Ada? Because I no, am. it's too late now. I got I got all the Ada. Is that so? No is that more. the ideal food to go with a bacon explosion right off the? Uh, right you off know the what? I bet it would go really nice. <laughs> it would go really nice. Absolutely. Well, good stuff, man. Either way, good Fourth of July. Good times, Trevor. We want to talk to you some about malt. Sure. How about that, man? Now you mentioned that you have a craft malt certification. Is it the brew pub or you? So it's a brew pub. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've never heard of this before. Tell us about this. It's actually brand new. The Craft Malt Guild just released the certification about six months ago. And basically, you just have to use 10% of all of your malt has to be craft malt. Okay. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the term craft malt, it really signifies that the maltster is making 11,000 tons or less and sources 50% of their grain from within 500 miles. Okay. So it's, by definition, local and small. So does that mean you wind up using a fair amount of malt that was originally grown 
maybe not malted here in Georgia, but grown here in Georgia? So right now the only grain that I can get grown in Georgia on a regular basis is wheat. And it comes from a farm right by Lake Hartwell. Okay. Craft malt is definitely newish. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I don't know how many craft malsters. I've been turned on to it, I guess, for a couple years now, two, three years. So Riverbend started about 10 years ago. Okay. Oh, have they been around that long? Okay. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize that either. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? They probably told us that when they were on the show, but that's been a little while ago, and I didn't remember that. Has that been two years ago? It's been a while. It's been a little while ago. But speaking of craft malt, Riverbend has been on the show. For those listening, if you want to learn a little bit more about craft malt, Look for our Riverbend show. Be interesting stuff. So. I think I heard that there was one that was uh, coming to Georgia, but I couldn't. There I'm is googling yeah. and I couldn't find the name. I think it's called Georgia Malt House. Okay. I, I need to verify that, but we've traded some emails, and I know he's he was working on some test batches, so they're getting close, Brian. They're working on it, but you know we're going to have a monster here, and uh, they are popping up more. You know, we talked to when we talked to Holiday Brewing, who is a gluten free brewery oh, yeah. in Colorado. There's a gluten free monster out there you know that specializes in doing that so they get uh i forget sorghum and some other ones that they use that uh you know for that so there's specialty malts out there and it's really coming up to where to get these things like that yeah there's a really cool maltster in durham north carolina called epiphany and they have all kinds of fun grains they do like spelt and rye and they have triticale which is like a wheat rye hybrid i love it oh yeah really awesome so I have another idea for that room, that space inside of oh, your no. brewery that you're not using. Oh, no. You could start floor malting floor in malting? there. Yeah, like, floor right. malting, <laughs> yes. A nano, a pico malt house yes, there. Right. Right there. <laughs> See, I mean, you've got that space. It'll stay nice and warm in there. It'll be fantastic. It sounds like a lot of work, It's getting man. crowded in there now. <laughs> I, know, right? I mean, you Absolutely. know, you still have barrels hanging out over top of it. You just have to bend down when you're doing all the raking or whatever yeah. you're doing. I don't even... No, well, what else? Right. On there? Yeah. yeah. I think you just volunteered yourself to run my malt house. Uh, there well, you go, know, I guess we can talk about how much up, it man? pays. So. <laughs> yeah. You get a six pack a week. Uh, mm, I might let need me, a 12. I might need a 12. Let me get back to you. Let me get back to you. You know, have you been able yet, Trevor, to brew a an entirely Georgia beer? I haven't. No, that's a dream of mine for sure. Um, okay. It's actually really difficult to get hops. Anywhere in Georgia. I know you guys talked to Wild Leap about uh, the hydroponic hops from Alabama, which is basically as close as you can get. But I've just recently talked to a farm in northern Florida that's uh, got some really beautiful cascade that they're going to bring me in a couple weeks. Okay, cool. And that's cool. we've got uh, our friend Mike Barber here in Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mike. He's, yeah, yeah, he's I've talked working. to him before. Yeah, that's, I thought, it, so he's working. I'm not sure that he got much last year, but I know he's got he's got some plants doing really well this year. Yorkville Hops and Produce. Yep. So there, there's more coming up. Like you said, you're talking Florida, Alabama, and Georgia hops. Is that not crazy? It's crazy. Yeah, a couple of years ago, that. I saw that in the news where there was an investment in trying to grow f- – you know, expand hop growth in Florida. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Right, I don't yeah. know how that's going to work out. Well, I, apparently it's working out. I think the temperature is so consistent that they don't run into a lot of other problems. Okay. Okay. Right. That's pretty interesting stuff. Now, on the malt subject, what percentage craft malt do you use? 100%. You are 100%. I'm 100% okay. craft malt. All right. Is that hard for you to do? Do you have to, is there anything that you have found you haven't been able to do because of that? Not necessarily. Uh, Honestly, so I source from basically three maltsters, 
And uh, Riverbend doesn't have a lot of roasted malts. Right. And so I get those from Epiphany. And then Carolina Malt House has uh, pretty limited offerings as well. But I just kind of round them all out and order from each one and get what I need. And it's really fun because they can do specialty projects like a smoked pecan wood Pilsner malt. That's pretty cool. Have you done a custom malt yet? Like this yeah. is a scepter malt? Yeah. Was so, that the pecan wood one? Was that? Okay. Yeah. So, and actually Epiphany uh, loved it so much that they asked me if they could use it for other folks and i was like yeah sure why not licensing spread. fees there you go I know, right? spread the love right the scepter roast <laughs> yeah so there's some uh distillers using that malt okay now see now i'm not sure i i like i get the whisper of it in the margarita beer the uh, the agave beer. Oh, that's right lime yeah. wire lime it's wi- called pipeline pipeline i knew i had that mixed up a little bit but pipeline i don't like a heavy smoke so but sure. i could see in a whiskey I could see being down with that, sure enough. You do like some smoked uh, whiskeys, I've I noticed. I do, and which the whiskey, is weird. I'm good with it. You're not that into it in beer, but you yeah. like it in whiskey. Don't judge me, Brian. I am judging right now, no, actively. Not. You know what? Because of that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back very soon to talk more with Scepter Brewing Arts. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to scepter brewing arts trevor we're gonna try and zip through two beers in this segment because that is what you brought that's right to showcase today i'm currently sipping on uh, Trans Metropolitan. And uh, we've got a lot of Scepter logos, like the Rainbow of Scepter logos on the can. But you said this is inspired by a graphic novel? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called Trans Metropolitan. That's the name of the graphic novel. It's written by Warren Ellis. And it's like this sweet post apocalyptic world where uh, this guy just goes on a rampage exposing tyranny in the government and uh it's pretty cool like all the art is just really super bright and colorful and kind of like crazy all over the wall but it's just fantastic 
You had me at Rampage. The Rampage. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, Probably it's totally appropriate. Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Go yeah. back thinking about Archer. Just anytime he... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Archer line is when he had the Switchblade, and his, his uh, mom's like, when did you start carrying a Switchblade? He's like, it's a long story, mother. <laughs> and it shows him looking in a store window at a Switchblade going, neat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Trevor, we wanted to talk to you about a very important beer collaboration that's going on around the world. I was going to say around yeah. the country, but around the world right now, the Black is Beautiful collaboration, yeah. uh, which is just a fantastic, fantastic uh, Weathered Souls. Kick that off. It's uh, to support you know the ending racism, you know uh, cultural uh, balance here. And uh, you recently brewed that. You collaborated with the ATL Beer Gang and did that. Can you kind of tell us about you know why you got involved with that and, and sure. how that went? Oh, yeah, sure. I feel like it's my responsibility uh, from being from Atlanta to actually be on the right side of history on this and support the, the people of color that are in Atlanta that make this place such a wonderful place to be. And the ATL Beer Gang, those guys are awesome. They've supported us from day one. So it's kind of a no-brainer to have them on board uh, working on this project. I wouldn't have done it alone. I had to work with somebody because just the the act of being an anti-racist and addressing this and, you know, doing something is one thing, but doing something with the people that it affects is another. And you I did think, a lot better. I don't feel I did justice to explaining what the program was about, but no, not, not really not at all. <laughs> but thank you, Trevor. Cause yeah. I, I kind of froze up, didn't get that outright, but uh, yeah, Bernard McCoy, who's part of the ATL beer gang. Mm-hmm. He was on, he did the beer and cheese, he did the beer and cheese uh, thing pairing yeah. with us. And that's a, a great call. Still one of our favorite episodes. It was a good, we, we, it was we a speak good fondly of that episode. Yes. Now, do you know when this, uh, when this beer is coming out? We haven't set a date for the release yet, but I, uh, a little bird told me I might get some brandy barrels pretty soon, okay. so I might right. barrel age half of it and then release the other half and then wait a year and kind of do like a reminder of, hey, have you guys been uh, paying attention to uh, race relations <laughs> a yeah. year later? Don't you know? forget. Just don't forget. Reminder. It's, yeah. a, it's a lifelong goal, you know? So. Well, you know, that is something they say a lot of times when right now it's it's on the forefront. Everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's addressing it, but, you know, it'll go by the wayside. And yeah. people, you know, I mean, not that people won't be in addressing it, but not like they are right now. So it's it's always good to have things to remind people, you know, don't forget about this. Exactly. Keep it going. It's a liquid version of a- asking Alexa to remind you in one year. Hopefully it kicked off a bunch of people's Alexa machines. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Get them going So there. did you make like a variations on the recipe? Because I think they encourage you to kind of go with it, you know, figure something out for yourself. For sure. Yeah. The, I mean, the big difference is ours is 100% craft malt and... uh we um, did kind of the same idea as our Imperial Stout Barboleth, um, except we didn't use any of our smoked malts. It's uh, just very straightforward Imperial Stout. But the guys at ATL Beer Gang had a great idea. They said, why don't we add Rwanda coffee to this to kind of like bump it up and make it our own and kind of really drive it home for uh, you know how they felt to support like what is beautiful about black, you know, like the idea of the many shades of black. And they were like, you know what, let's get like this really powerful coffee to kind of boost this beer up. So radio roasters and Decatur, they uh, hooked us up with some single origin Rwanda coffee that we'll add. That's good stuff. Do you know Rwandan coffee, Brian? I do. Yes. I drink some of that. I like the, uh, I like a, a variety of single origin African coffee. Some of my very favorites, Kenyans, Rwandan, Ethiopian, yeah, I was on board before you said you put coffee in it. I'm like, I'm even more on board now. <laughs> and it's from my favorite region of coffee. So 
Yeah, that's all I had to say about that, Tim. That's I'm it. Really You're excited about set. the coffee. Okay. Yes, good stuff. Yeah. I really like Cameroon coffee. I don't think I've had coffee from Cam. I've had tobacco from Cameroon, but I've not had coffee from. Really what, good. What is the character of a, a Cameroon coffee? I would say it's probably like kind of oaky, earthy, sweet. Like okay. maybe a little bit of leather, but I used to roast coffee ages ago, so okay. uh, I really liked working with Cameroon. That sounds like something I would dig. See, I like the fudge, chocolate, yeah. nut, nuttiness. Yeah. Deep. Now, I still like, I want coffee that tastes like coffee. Sure. That yeah. I still I like a good Colombian roast. I'm I'm totally down with I that. I drink black coffee. See, yeah. that's I know Brian, you like the bright herbal so, fruity. I like the acidic. I like the light roast. I like the berry notes. I like the floral. I've had some that are very tea like and I've enjoyed that. I've had some that were almost like I uh, like a beef bullion, like have an interesting, like beefy character to them. A really unusual stuff. I really like that. I do enjoy the darker, the the richer, the heavier notes occasionally, but I'm finding what I really enjoy most when I'm drinking coffee, especially that first cup, is the lighter roast, those brighter colors. So, yeah, and and you get some of that out of you know your Kenyan, your Ethiopian, your Rwandan beans. So, big fan of those. I am. Yeah, you're a coffee encyclopedia I, over there, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to to obsess over it, but I kind of have. I don't I know, know why. I know how something wrong do. with that. I know how you do. Yeah. So, Trevor, what else is brewing at Scepter? What's coming up, man? Cool. I've got actually lots of stuff coming up. We're revamping some distribution. We kind of took a little pause there to reevaluate how we were going to operate. And um, I'm going to send some more cans out pretty soon. We're brewing some more Chaos Magician IPA. I've got Laughing Falcon Pale Ale coming out. want to use uh, some local habaneros to do a habanero version of that pale ale, which that's one of my favorite styles, a nice spicy pale ale. It's like just enough spice to make you thirsty for more. <laughs> that's it's what like, you want in yeah, a beer. I mean, drink them up drink up right a beer exactly. that makes you thirsty for more right. of it yeah, yeah that's a great idea and we've got another pale ale called art show that i made with some uh, lemon balm tea so i actually grew that myself and i'm really excited about that you grew tea yeah well lemon okay. balm lemon but... balm t- oh okay see it came out in little tea bags it's great they <laughs> come right <laughs> off the yeah. plant you know what's yeah, that's how it works is i've read stuff recently i'd never thought about it before but people were talking about making a so-and-so tea and I'm like tea with this, and and I didn't realize they're basically just talking about steeping. Yeah, you know, just something, something in hot not, water, not necessarily yeah. a tea. Yeah, just something like, oh, dried, okay. just dried yeah. herbs, you know, dried herbs soaked in water. Boom, tea. Yeah, you got it. So we teased it up front. And we have to get into it. We were earlier on. We had thrash can lager. I don't think we really talked about the one of the more interesting characters of that beer. It's the wild lager yeast. Where did that come from? And it's captured. How did you capture that? So I didn't capture that. We work really closely with bootleg biology out of nashville tennessee and they have a whole program called a backyard yeast wrangling and they're trying to capture wild yeast uh from every zip code in the u.s this happened to be from arlington virginia and when i heard about it i was super excited because it's a southern lager yeast and eventually thrash can will be a hundred percent southern sourced once i can find some hops but okay. it's a really cool yeast, super clean. I just wanted to put wild because the capture of lager yeast is almost unheard of. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We hear about a lot of wild you ale, know, yeast. ale yeast in yeah. that, but never. I don't think I've ever heard about anyone capturing a wild lager yeast. I think the only commercial version that has been released in recent years is uh, something from Heineken. 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 We did that's talk right. about Heineken. Yeah. They, they founded an unusual one from South America. It I was think. Uh, Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah. 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 Weren't they saying it was actually like the mother yeast or something like yes. that? Yes. <laughs> 
It's debatable. I'd, I'd have to look, okay, I'd have to look back maybe. and see all the details on that, but still. Yeah. I don't know if I ever actually had that to see what that was like. I know yeah. that came out. Did you try it? I haven't tried that version, but ours comes off super clean. It's got a little tiny bit of citrus in there, but um, it's just a really awesome like American lager with some malted corn and Pilsner malt. Do you happen to know why lager yeast are not captured that often? It's basically the you know way that they thrive is temperature is colder. They ferment from the bottom, so it's kind of harder to grab that good yeast sample from something that you're trying to capture. I think it's just a, the, a scarcity. I figured that's what it was. I didn't know if there was other factors that played into it, but well, there's rumors about like a cave in Germany originated the sure. lager yeast, right but there. you know nobody's ever been able to capture lager yeast in those caves, so. Who knows? Good stuff. Trevor, if people want to know more about Scepter Brewing Arts, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Follow us on social media or Instagram. We're really uh, updating pretty regularly. And our website, scepterbrewingarts.com. Trevor, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Urban South Brewery. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.